Hi, welcome to Here Now, a Whitechapel Gallery podcast which takes a look behind the scenes of some of the exhibitions on view at the gallery here at the heart of East London. My name is Amelia Oakley, curator of youth programmes, and I'm here to introduce you to today's episode, which features a conversation between artists Gabby Sahar and Ruth and Yulin, two members of Whitechapel Gallery's youth collective Duchamp and Sons. The episode delves into Escape the Slick, an exhibition collaboratively curated by the collective and Gabby. Established in 2010, Duchamp and Sons is a collective of 15 to 24 year olds from across London who meet regularly at the gallery to experiment with art, curate exhibitions, events and projects alongside guest artists and share space for food and conversation. In autumn 2022, the group began collaborating with Gabby during their regular DNS sessions to devise a new exhibition. Over four months of workshops, walks and conversations, the collective examined the immediate environment around the gallery, considering the value systems local spaces are built on and asking questions about access, affordability and space for young people. The result was Escape the Slick, an immersive space running from January to August 2023 in galleries five and six at Whitechapel Gallery. In this conversation, you'll also hear the group speak about a gallery takeover event inspired by the exhibition that they collaboratively programmed in April 2023. Hi everyone, um, I'm Gabby Saha and I'm with Duchamp and Sons. Um, I'm Yulin Huang and I'm Ruth Mabu. Um, and we're going to discuss about our exhibition at the moment called Escape the Slick. So we've got loads of exciting topics to bring you. But first, we like think it's be important to let people know how we work. Yeah, I think that's important too. Um, like our process as like do some do jump and sun. Because I used to be part of it back in the day, but I think it'd be interesting to hear what it's like to be part of it now. Maybe a little bit for people who don't know anything about it. I'm still kind of fig- figuring out like who I am and what I want to do, but I kind of describe myself as like a stylist, producer, curator. Um, but I'm still figuring that out. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to join Duchamp and Sons was um, that we produce events in London um, around different things within the arts. Um, but I don't know about you as well, Yulin. Yeah, so I found out about DNS through my friend who was in DNS. Um, but yeah, I've been in London for six or seven years studying art. Um, and so being in DNS was one of the ways where I could sort of feel like connected to the current contemporary group of young people who are kind of into creative things as I was. So it was a really great opportunity to just regularly meet and talk about our ideas and like what we're doing in London and also collaborate together. And yeah, especially with projects like this, which is so exciting. Yeah, and I think as well, the exciting thing about Duchamp and Sons is that not everyone comes from an art background and a lot of people have different ways of thinking, different skill sets. It kind of becomes a really interesting space where you get to explore things you wouldn't necessarily do by yourself or in school. And I guess that leads us to to introduce Escape the Slick, um, which is the current exhibition. Should we try and describe how it yeah, kind that's of what feels we need and to how, do. We, how it looks um, as we walk yeah. in for those who haven't mm-hmm. been to the show yet? It's warm. Like when you walk in, it's, it's, it's like a, it's quite a big space. 
and it's like really bright because the windows like from up above well when I went in there this morning it felt like really warm and bright and nice and we were saying like it doesn't really feel like a gallery space yeah I feel like as soon as I walked in I, I can see the brilliant bright colorful unleashing of words on the walls and it's a really nice kind of confrontation because that's really not something you see in a white cube sort of space and it's just really nice nice to see this kind of youthful takeover in the space yeah Yeah, i think as well the interesting thing about escape the slick is we are really set out um in producing an exhibition in galleries five and six which was quite radically different from anything that's ever been shown at Whitechapel Gallery and something that would speak a lot to like the current circumstances for a lot of young people as well reflect a lot of the spaces we spend a lot of time in whether that's like your corner shop your flat share your university uh the supermarket a cafe or something um so I think yeah when you walk in you see a lot of all these different props, like uh, some shelving, which you might recognize from a local business, um, a charity shop sofa. The aesthetic of Escape the Slick is quite gritty, I would say. It's um, it's quite, it feels a little bit anti-institutional in quite literal ways um, with the graffiti, the writing, um, some satirical messages everywhere. And I think that's what makes the exhibition, uh, I would say quite approachable to the general public and why they feel the need that they can contribute to the writing. Um, So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like we went up there just now, well, not just now, like half an hour ago. Mm. And when we walked in, there was like people just sitting down Mm. like on their phones or like talking. Mm. And that's like one of the things that we wanted to do was we wanted people to like hang out in the space. Because sometimes when you go to exhibitions, like you... You don't feel like you can like stop and like properly just sit and relax. You kind of feel like you, you're moved along, like moved along and like look at this and then move along and it's, look at that. But when you go there and people are just like hanging out, that's what we wanted to do. So that was really nice, I, I, I felt. But yeah, let's talk about the title. What, what, what do we think about the title now that is up and in lights, whatever? I think it's, it was weird when I came here, it was like outside of the gallery, like on the little billboard things. Mm. And it looked so official. I was like, oh my God, like our thing is a proper thing. Mm. But it took us a while to like finalize the name and like the language as well. Like that was a big thing. Yeah. Well, to me, I think when I think of this slick, I think really glassy, sky high kind of corporate Mm. um, capitalist Mm. kind of vibes. And I think we want to create like a really nice, um, warm escape from all that, from the London life, Mm. from the big city life. Um, I think Gabby also mentioned this when we were walking around upstairs. Yeah. And also, we also need to give a shout out to Allgate East and Whitechapel for being massive (laughs) references in our show and trying to like figure out in a way to let all that culture into the space and address like the differences between the Whitechapel Gallery on the edge of the city and stuff like that. Um, For anyone who doesn't know where Whitechapel Gallery is, it's slowly being engrossed in skyscrapers um, that are mostly glass, stainless steel, very corporate and private structure and infrastructure and architecture and it's getting kind of expensive to be around here. Um, and those were all 
different visual references, but also conceptual references. I think that we were interested in like colluding with and picking at and trying to recreate in an alternative way, I think. Yeah, in the beginning sessions, I remember we, um, Gabby led us on a tour around the local area and then we collected all this imagery from the area and then collaged them together in a later workshop. So it really was really ingrained into our show of how we decided what the aesthetic would be. Um, and that's really cool. It's kind of like a in-between kind of active space of inside, outside, um, but also incorporating the ideas of comfort and discomfort as we were walking through those spaces. I think as well, like there was a lot of really strong words like escape. Like when you hear the word escape, like it kind of, it, there's a lot of connotations with escape. And I think I also liked how it was like almost like a game as well, like escaping like the rat race. Mm. Like everyone says the rat race, but like the rat race of you have to do it this way or you have to do it that way. It's kind of like escape that and do something different. So that was kind of cool as well. Um, but yeah, the name was like a huge thing. I remember one of the, like we spent like our entire session. Oh my God, it went on and on. On finalising the name. Literally. And it was like, it was like five and it's like, we still haven't got a name. And then we kept doing like rounds and rounds of voting mm. until we got to it. And we had like, like five, there was like a short list. There was just so many titles, but I think it's also partly because we were dealing with so many references and some of the wording came directly from the Whitechapel High Street, Commercial Road, the parks, some different like slogans that you see around the gallery. And some were just really invented to kind of give us space for the field. But yeah, I remember I was just trying to like work with everyone to try and fuse words together that would encompass everybody's suggestions. Um, just for people who don't know, there was about a group of 20 of us um, who all participated towards producing the exhibition. So the planning sessions sometimes got a little bit heated, heated, <laughs> a little bit eccentric. Um, and it's just important to reflect that in the show and listen to everybody's suggestions, yeah, suggestions I guess, because we wanted it to be really true to everybody's experience of living in London, coming to the gallery, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. I think also like one thing that I kind of, what I found interesting was like Duchamp and Sons is super collaborative mm. and like you have to take into account everyone's ideas, mm. which is an amazing, but it's also, there's also challenges with that. So we, we really felt that with the, that session, but we got the name and it's, kind of encompassed everything, so. I'm looking at this sheet now and I'm, I'm, I think it'd be cool to talk about access, money, public and private space and stuff and just. Well, I guess it kind of links with like collaboration. Like we all brought mm. different things to the table because um, we all have different experiences of being like young creatives in London. Yeah, I think as well, like a lot of the planning sessions were designed to make everybody's mundane, unconscious experiences of living in London, of trying to achieve some sort of social mobility, of getting money or working, and trying to show that that can be an art form as well, that these things that just make the fabric of your everyday can be transformed into like art that people can discuss and objects that you can show um and quite like 
quite a lot of different objects that you wouldn't necessarily associate with being contemporary art. So I'm just thinking of all the stuff in the show and getting quite overwhelmed because yeah. there's so many different objects. And yeah, I don't even know where to begin. <laughs> like describing the objects or? Just like remembering everything that's up there. It, mm. it is quite, it's quite hard sometimes. Well, we have like, I remember you, you said you and Amelia, you did like a charity shop, like hall heist, mm -hmm. I don't know what you'd call it. <laughs> and like you brought in all this like, uh, like sofas mm -hmm. and armchairs. And I feel like that's kind of a, like a big part of the, mm -hmm. the exhibition is the seating. Um, I think you said something about like hostile ar architecture. Like uh, there's a lot of that around like Whitechapel. Mm, yeah, I remember a, like a repeated theme that would come up in the sessions was the yeah, idea of comfort and access, but also just the dominant architecture form, like I said before, of stainless steel and glass and stuff. Mm. It, it's like a very corporate capitalist aesthetic that starts to mirror, I guess, like terminals, prison systems, institutions, institutions and stuff. And it was about like retaliating, retaliating against that with a radically comfort show or a show that was radically visually different that encouraged for me self-expression mm -hmm. um to think without fear uh, to to think freely and stuff I think these were all really important questions and ideas that I tried to bring to the group and curate workshops around and stuff yeah I remember your first session when we met you mm. we were all like around the table and you had like that powerpoint and mm. you like you had like, um, you showed us all of your different references mm. and a lot of them were like, like really immersive, like installations and stuff, which mm. were really cool. So that kind of like gave us a taste of what we could do with Escape the Slick. Mm. And then we also saw a bit of your work as well, mm -hmm. which I thought was really, really good. Cause I feel like sometimes when we, when we're in Duchamp and Sons, like we know each other, but I don't mm. know your practice. So getting to actually get to know you in that way was really interesting. Mm. Yeah. And um, in that session, when we all came together after, I think it was after the tour, we built furniture together as well. Mm. And that really brought in that idea of hostel, was it, was it called hostel architecture, mm. yeah. like you said. Yeah, yeah, that was really good just to see how um, us, when we're together, I think in DNS, it's inherently a space where people um, feel like it's a safe space. They come together mm. every other week. Um, we tell each other about stresses, how we're doing. And I think that really reflected through the show, like the process, but also the actual show in the end. Mm. Mm. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm just thinking about all those informal conversations mm -hmm. I had within DNS sessions of people who were like, got a job one week, lost the job the other week, like got into uni, didn't get their uni offer, moving flat share, someone's freezing cold with like blue lips coming to the session because they don't want to turn on the heating or something. Yeah. <laughs> that, I feel like that that kind of, it was like winter time, wasn't it? Yeah, it was winter time. Winter time is always a stressful time mm. anyways, just like in terms of like school mm. and also things like heating, like it's expensive living mm -hmm. in London. Mm -hmm. Like even, like it's always been expensive, but I feel like it's even more expensive, um, which kind of links as well to like, we want to bring people into the space and feel like this is also like an extension of their mm. home and they can feel comfortable. Um, mm -hmm. But then, I don't know, I guess that's also like, uh, is that access? Like, is that access? Like bringing people into the gallery in that way so they can access the space? Yeah, I think it is. I think like... Uh, 
like thinking about the public in quite a different way and encouraging people to come in, whether it's participating to the show or just experiencing warmth or comfort. And that made like the architecture of the show, I think that is access. Like yeah. it's, it was a really important question for us and tied in a lot with the visual language of the show as well. Because I feel like we should also talk about like the the walls in the show as well. Just the mm-hmm. visual, because we've, we've spoken a lot about the architecture, the seating, the access, the heating. But I think the, the visual language of the show, the big supermarket billboard, which is mm. a satirical Tesco poster and mm. also the like big. The sound piece. The sound piece, the graffiti as well, which like merges the language of conceptual art a little bit onto graffiti well i don't know i feel like Whitechapel has a lot of graffiti mm. um and there's a lot of like when you like walk because i when i come to the the gallery i don't know if i well i'm gonna say anyways mm. <laughs> safety when i come into the gallery i walk from Whitechapel overground mm. so i like walk kind of like through the market and then like you kind of pass like all the different roads but you see loads of like um when people plaster like uh posters on like like walls and stuff and there's lots of graffiti mm. and like you said it's gritty but I feel like we've kind of brought that essence of Whitechapel into the gallery mm. which you said like like you said it's radical mm. um but yeah graffiti I think is really interesting in, in terms of like like an a medium cause a lot of people don't consider it like an art form mm. as well but I feel like it's especially right now in terms of culture with like artists like Slawn and like um, Navinda, it's like a, a language for a lot of people. And so we've kind of brought that into the gallery space and mm. made it also feel like it's valid. Mm. Yeah. No, I do agree. Like it's 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 not always considered an art form or, or something like that. But I like, for me, I personally liked how it was associated with like how mainstream it is, how everyone can relate to it. It's, it's accessible. Like you see it everywhere you go, like worldwide, even if it's like, across the other side of the planet. Um, but how it's also a language that's associated with retaliation sometimes, with free speech, with um, a kind of like a different framework of thinking that's not like conceptual fine art or academia. It's a, it's a different type of knowledge, which I think uh, is what we're trying to hit with the show. Yeah, and we've kind of allowed like an active layering of that over time that the show is open, which is a really cool concept just to have a gallery wall open to visitors yeah. to like, there's so many doodles, mm. so many words, like big words, like comfort mm. and like, <laughs> what else is there? There's just so <laughs> much stuff. Yeah, there's so <laughs> many, I can't even remember. Because it really feels like a really nice confrontation of like, you read one word and then you see something else in the mm. corner. And there's also these mirrors um, in various corners in the room that is really mesmerizing, I think. Mm. Yeah, it reminds yeah. me of like, you know, when you go to like a station, like, mm. I don't know, a lot of people make like these selfies with like, mm. they make like little selfies mm. with like the, but yeah, I think that's interesting. But I think, I think what I wanted to say was like, we didn't tell people to put stuff on the walls. Mm. Like they just did it, which was mm. interesting. Um, and I think it's cool as well how like it's kind of migrated from like one space into mm. like a completely different space. 
And every time I go in there, it's like, you don't know what you're going to, like, what you're going to see. Yeah, it's mm. literally a show that has grown so yeah. much. And I don't think I've seen that in a show where it's just grows and grows and grows. And for anyone who hasn't seen it, there's a lot of big text on top of little text of huge fonts in terms of, like, animations of eyes and different things that people have, like, decided to turn into graffiti, different struggles around the world, people's personal opinion on the show as well. Um, and it's it's quite nice, I think, to to be exposed to all of that as well. Like, it, yeah, it you really get a sense of how many people have passed through that space and, like, the passage of time a little bit as well. It, it feels a bit like time stands still in this in this area. I think it's interesting as well how, like, like everyone's working on it together, but we've mm. never like, like I've never met some of the people who've put stuff on the wall, mm. but we've all kind of collectively done it yeah. to get like together, but not really together. Mm-hmm. That's really fun. In April, we did a gallery takeover and that was really fascinating to see just because um, you can see how that show kind of took over the entire building. And we kind of wanted it to be like, kind of like a house party, but also it's so diverse, the things that we've ended up doing. Like there, there was a collage making workshop. There was a panel, artist panel um, that Ruth also hosted. And there was also... Touch um, shop, like a little oh, yeah, touch yeah. shop. And also a DJ in the, in the um, creative studio. And then... We had like a, um, like a little... Polaroid. Yeah, and people like taking Polaroids and then we hung them up. Like in a little garland, which was fun. Yeah, it was it was a cool event. Like uh it was fun because um like like we all kind of put in our own little bits. Mm. Like um well every session we, we kind of like split into different groups. So I ended up working on on the we we wanted to do like an artist panel. Mm-hmm. So I was doing it with like uh like Jasmine, Shanae, mm. and we were just kind of sitting like in a little circle and we had like a laptop and we were like, Oh, I know this person, I know this person. Um, so Shanae recommended one of her friends who's like a photographer. Um, so he came along and then uh, one of my friends is a photographer as well. So she came along and then we invited um, the DJ as well to also be part of the artist talk. But it was just kind of around like access into the arts. Because I remember I was talk- well, me and Jasmine are always talking about like uh, like how stressful it is trying to like mm. exist within the arts and like make it. And I think we were both kind of going through like a difficult period. And I was just kind of like, there's a lot of people who were like figuring it out. So we kind of organized that talk as kind of a way to kind of reassure each other and like everyone else that we're all just trying to like mm. figure it out and share like tips on I've done it this way and I've done that it, like it that way. Because I feel like sometimes when you share things with each other, you can learn from each other and replicate it and do it your own way as well. Um, So that was kind of a way of doing that, sharing knowledge. And then the DJ set was really fun as well. Taddy, Taddy the Great. Yeah. Yeah, and it really felt like um, a community coming together, especially with open mic um, that activated the event as well, um, which I was also a part of. But yeah, we kind of did an open call to people who wanted to share some writing on the mic. And yeah, it was just really nice being in that um, gallery um, full of these quirky little couches and um, against the pancake wall. 
um, just like doing a piece. So yeah, I did a piece um, with my friend and I also did a solo piece. And it was just really nice to kind of talk um, into this, these people that I've never met. And yeah, it just felt like kind of informal but formal at the same time, just like a really nice in-between kind of space to do that. We all come from different creative backgrounds and a lot of people bring our skills and practices to this whole process. And Yulin, I know that you come from a writing and painting fine art background and you were writing residence. Um, and as part of the open mic night, um, you performed a little, a little segment that you're willing to share with us now. So I'm going to hand over to you if, yeah. if you want. Um, yeah, so... In my residency, which was the young writer in residence at the Whitechapel Gallery, I kind of um, did this confessional piece of writing that it was in response to that previous show, which was the London Open. Um, and I weaved together all the words um, in the titles and in the artworks that really called out to me into this kind of confession of what it feels like to be a young emerging creative existing in London right now. So it's kind of like this really hopeful, but also kind of hopeless kind of feeling um, of try of yearning for oblivion and nothingness, because the London city life is so overwhelming and stressful sometimes. And it's, yeah, it's a really honest and raw kind of piece um, that I'm glad I wrote. It was just like kind of cathartic for me. Um, and also a lot of the themes in the show kind of spoke to me in that way as well. So, for example, I referenced um, there was this video work upstairs that was sort of an interview on like how people felt living in London, basically. Um, but I'll read a little segment of my piece. This is a luxury. You work your whole life for just this nothingness. You do everything for nothing. I feel tired all the time, you say, with a statement of intent. London is a city that wears you out, that takes everything from you, that demands a lot of things from you all the time. But in the next breath, you mutter, I have thick skin because I live in London. This strength was given to me by London. And London takes and London gives. This constant give and take shakes my core till my eyes glaze over the global chance of make me safe, under the insurmountable waves of widespread crisis, withdrawal, demand, justice, served as the specter of the world which could be free, which just is on hollow earth. So, yeah, it was um, sort of an overwhelming sense of not just like global crises, but also like the living in the local um, big cities. It was that kind of combination of overwhelmingness and wanting to escape that essentially so it kind of has overlaps with this show as well um, which I loved um, so I was really happy to bring a little bit of that to the open mic as well um, yeah I love Damn, that so good can we just give a little, <laughs> oh, little round of applause yeah. so cool this is why I mean Duchamp's sons are a very talented group of individuals and everybody out there should be shook, <laughs> shook. <laughs> I love as well like like, it's really relatable, mm. like, um, how London is relentless, mm. but also, like, it makes you tough as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, I, I've never heard your poetry, bef like, before, and I really, like, resonated with that. Um, Same. I really you. resonated with it, also. <laughs> thank you for sharing. Yeah. Mm. Do you feel, like, do you still feel, like, when did you write that, and do you still feel that way? Do you feel a bit differently now? 
I think it's a perpetual kind of feeling if you're living in London. Like it made me think of like what constitutes as a mm. Londoner because I'm obviously not from here. I've mm. moved here from overseas, so I feel like this is kind of a universal London experience, right? We're collectively here and experiencing the same thing, mm. and being in DNS and doing the show together feels like we're collectively kind of creating the sense of comfort, and I think that's something that's so. Nice and welcoming, and just a nice thing to come together at this point in time to just know that we're not alone in feeling all this,、um, which is in itself enough for the time、mm-hmm. being to feel、That's、that comfort. Like、yeah. we come in, and we some of us come from work, some of us come from school, but it doesn't、mm. really matter where you where you've come from. Like we all just sit down with our snacks,、mm. and we just do what we do, and then it, it does feel like a comfort. Like I didn't really think about it, but it does feel like a comfort having like. The luxury to just be together、mm. and bring our ideas together, and then create something together as well. I think that's like one of the reasons that I really wanted to be a part of Duchamp and Sons. Like when we had the induction, or like the I don't know what you'd call it when we like audition, but not really. Like <laughs> I don't know what you would call it, <laughs> but we're like we are applying to be part of DNS, and we have like a session, and that was like one of the first times where I've actually. Done something creative since leaving school, and it felt really like、uh, I don't know how you would describe it, but it felt nice to be able to like use my hands and like my mind in that way, because I've been working so much, I haven't had time to create. So be like having just like space and time to just do things that I wouldn't typically do in my like normal life and do it together and collaborate with people and bounce off of other people's ideas. Like it's it is. Like a, it's our comfort space, really. Can we talk a little bit about like, like,、uh, public space for like young people、mm. and like opportunities for young people as well? Because、mm-hmm. um, I feel like that's something I'm kind of like passionate about, like.、Mm. I didn't go to uni and I didn't study art,、mm. so sometimes when I'm like, I like at a gallery open or something, and people are talking about things, and I don't always get it.、Mm. Um, but that's not something that I felt with Duchamp and Sons. But I just felt like because、um, one of the big like things around Escape the Slick was like like comfort, like comfort, and like rejecting like traditional. Art concepts and it has to be like this and it has to be all white walls and all super slick and clean. I felt like it was an opportunity to also talk about like、um, access into those spaces.、Um, I don't know where I'm going with this, but it links to like the the panel talk and the artist talk. Why I wanted to bring in those people because、um, some of them studied like arts at uni, some of them didn't.、Um, Like a few of them like dropped out of art school and stuff like that, but I just think like access into the arts is a really big topic,、um, especially with things like、oh, like nepotism and like favoritism within the arts. I think it was really important to、um, discuss that a little bit. I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> no, I think it's it's really good, and I I think what you're trying to say is also embracing like. Other people's knowledges and experiences,、yeah. and viewing them as art as well, and、um, trying to like produce some sort of content or s- conversations, whatever that may be, by people who wouldn't necessarily 
view themselves as artists because they're starting out or who have like low self-esteem or who are just working on themselves and stuff. And um, so is that, is, is that where you're going with this? Maybe I'm reading it all wrong. <clears throat> kind of. And mm. also just like, uh, <clears throat> like mm. opportunities. Like I think having opportunities mm. like Duchamp and Sons is really important because like you were saying, you were a Duchamp and Sons member and you still like, why were you? <laughs> I was just laughing because you, I'm 30 years old now. Yeah, and but every you time... were a Duchamp and Sons <laughs> I know member I was, and you but... still use those. I remember you saying that you learned more about like, you learned more in Duchamp and Sons than you did than at I uni. did at university, yeah. <laughs> Which quote. I was like, what? Like, that's Well, it's crazy. true. Like, okay, I see where you're going with this now. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't know. But like, I, I thought that was really interesting. Like, hmm. Sometimes I'm like, oh, like, I feel bad that I didn't get like mm. a degree in arts. Like I, I don't have a degree in art history yeah. and I don't know this artist or this artist, but mm. I'm still allowed to be in the space and I still have things that I can contribute. Mm. And I feel like Escape the Slick really made me realise that. Because mm. before I kind of knew it, but then I was like afterwards, after like planning the takeover, like sharing ideas with everyone, I was like, actually... I have a lot to bring mm. and there's a lot of people who also have a lot to bring. Mm. Um, also, the reason I was cringing when you said I used to be in Duchamp and Sons is because oh, like I am 30 now, which there's nothing wrong with being 30, but it just brings you back to your teenage self. Like I, when I was in Duchamp and Sons, I didn't necessarily know what I wanted to do with my life. I think I was working in a pub in Streatham and then had gotten into university and then still tried to do the both programs. But yeah, what I said is, I did learn more at Duchamp and Sons and other gallery youth groups than I did at uni because, <clears throat> like, I guess there was an emphasis on alternative ways of learning and making, which the world of academia can sometimes feel a bit like a dysfunctional family. Like, and you don't understand the information you're receiving and the people you're with. Sometimes it can feel very intimidating, like... Um, and then I felt kind of dumb at Goldsmiths, like a lot. And I felt like at Duchamp and Sons, it was a non-judgmental space mm -hmm. for people's way of viewing the world and stuff. So I think that's where that quote came from, that I learned more at Duchamp Sons than I did at university. Um, but yeah, not, not, I'm not saying that I don't like academia, but mm -hmm. just saying at that time in my life, I felt like I was just understanding the information more from the youth group than... A Goldsmiths University. Mm. Um, but yeah, Goldsmiths University is still a good place. I'm not slagging it <laughs> off or anything. I'm just talking about like, my personal experience. Yeah. Which uni is hard, but uni mm. in general is hard, even getting into uni. And there's so many people who don't go to uni as well. And I took a gap before going. So I kind of know where you're coming from as well. Mm. Um, but yeah, I also think the fact I was in Duchamp and Sons helped me like lead this project because just to note that I was also on the receiving end of producing an exhibition where we worked with an artist to do an exhibition in the same space. And I felt like when we ran that project, all the things I was like frustrated by um, in doing that show, which which was slick and polished, mm -hmm. um, I wanted to like address with working with you two and the rest of the collective, obviously, um, to try and make it a show that really represented like our your age group um whereas the show we had previously worked on i felt like didn't in ways um like so, you yeah. felt like the artist like didn't give space for like you to show what you want to show like 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 
I don't know, a little bit, yeah. I felt like it became a bit more, I guess as an artist like me, you have an art practice, whether that's painting, whatever. Um, but when we worked with that artist, they were like, I felt like they really wanted to incorporate their art practice, like actually the thing they made with their hands and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I felt like the conversations we had were just like sideline or a tool or something. Mm -hmm. And I really wanted to address that way of working to kind of abolish it in a way um, mm. and like think of alternative ways that we could fill out the space and produce something a bit more maximalist, I guess. Um, I just really liked the way we all worked together, basically. It felt very like collaborative and mm. also very risky at times. I don't mm. think we all knew what, what, we, was <laughs> what, what it was going to be till the end. And I think mm. we should also talk about that a bit more, <laughs> like yeah. the fact that a lot of it was quite, hypothetical and mm. um imaginative and uh that we were all working towards this thing which felt a bit unpredictable i think mm. at times spontaneous yeah it's like a group project like i feel like there's you know when like you mm. like when you do things together in like a group project mm. it's like okay we're gonna do this we're gonna do this and mm. it's like a week before and it's like okay guys so like what are we gonna do mm. it was it's kind of like that like we didn't know what it was gonna be mm -hmm. until like the very very end yeah until i mean I didn't know what it was going to be until I walked into the space, to mm. be honest. Um, like that session where we were all like just putting stuff on the walls. Mm. That's when I was like, okay, this is what it's going to be. Mm -hmm. But before that, I was just, it was just very like abstract. Mm. Felt mm -hmm. like I'm not sure what it was going to be. But if we have done it any other way, it wouldn't be to the same, same effect. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Well, it would have just been a bit more traditional, which is mm -hmm. fine, but it wasn't what we were, I think, going for. So as we're approaching the end of the podcast, I think it'd be cool to like um, focus on, I don't know, the our favourite thing about working on this or an aspect of the show that we were drawn to the most or that we'll remember, um, even the legacy of the show, where, where it will go or something. But for me, I think my favourite thing was just how... Uh, how I guess risky the show was as well I've never worked in a sh in such a collaborative way without knowing the outcome a bit more towards the end and also just um having being part of the group when I was younger and then coming back and like working with um you guys to to do that like the same project it felt a bit like I was being drawn back to like my 16 18 year old self in a way so it felt a bit like history repeating itself and I quite liked that feeling sometimes. Um, so that was my favourite thing. But also I just love how the show looks. So, yeah. yeah. This is very full circle. Thing. Yeah, I did yeah. such a full circle. Yeah. Um, I think my favourite thing is kind of the idea of, um, especially at the beginning, you brought us out into the local area um, and then kind of gave us a local tour and then us collecting um, the images together and then coming together and creating this collage, which kind of turned into the show, which is also kind of a collage of our different voices and our different imagery that we kind of um, collectively gathered. So I think, yeah, that was my favorite kind of aspect of the show, just the coming together in this space. Mm. I kind of agree, like with coming together. Like I feel like, um, like I feel like closer to the group after the exhibition, like I feel like we, brought so much of our own personal experiences to the show mm. that like, I feel like I know everyone a lot more and I feel like we, like it feels like more of a community and we've kind of like also created our own little community as well, like our own little network. 
So I, I think that was one of my favourite bits was being able to like get to know everyone more and create something that felt really special. Thanks for listening to this episode of Here Now. If you enjoyed this podcast, you can find out more information about our youth programme by heading to whitechapelgallery.org or by following our youth programme on Instagram at Duchamp and Sons. You can also find all of our other episodes online on Spotify, Acast and other major platforms. <laughs>